Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I can't stay here right now. <laughs> I can't I can't stay here. I'll tell you why. This outfit with this hair. Hello, <laughs> goodbye. I'm so at the mall. <laughs> that was an iconic line for me in particular. I remembered her saying that. Hello, goodbye. I'm yeah. so at the mall. I'm so at the mall. It's very Valley Girl of Topanga. Can't stay right now. Well, it's good that we chose this episode to invite on this specific podcaster to join us because he also has very luscious locks, just like Topanga. Tommy is joining us today. Tommy, how are you? You know, I'm doing okay. Uh, I don't know if my hair matches my outfit because I actually haven't looked at the mirror uh, since my last appearance on this podcast. I think everything's <laughs> changed about me. Uh, you know, I'm all weathered. My face is weathered now. Uh, my hair is longer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, my whole life has changed. You're definitely not in your goosey-goosey stage, though. <laughs> not not at the goosey stage, like just past Yeah, just you're past, past the, goosey. the goosey stage. And I, I got to be honest with you, I do think that you probably have the best hair on the podcast. Yes, yeah. that is for certain. Yeah, bring it down. Oh, yeah, my. Yeah, yeah, No I'm one else can see what's happening, but it's, it's yeah. very lush. Look at those curls. The curls. 
Oh. I did uh, text Jess earlier this week and said, would it be funny for a bit that's all audio if I just cut half my hair for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be into it. I would. Oh, no. Yeah, I'd love it. I'm all don't, for a bit. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you know, I first and foremost, like, I put out a poll about, like, okay, because obviously this was such, like, a monumental episode and everybody mm-hmm. remembers who watches Boy Meets World um, of Topanga cutting... Uh, her hair and I feel like for me it was like a horrible moment because it's like no like don't cut your beautiful gorgeous hair Topanga like this is I called it a great American tragedy might be a little dramatic but a little yeah um so we have uh I uh, we have 68.4% saying, yes, it was a great American tragedy. I loved her long hair. And 31.6% said, no, short hair was much better. Yeah, chop that shit off. It's weighing her down. Girl, when your no. hair gets to the point where you try to put a backpack on and you're pulling hair out from underneath the straps, it's chopping time. I have always been of the philosophy that it is fine to cut your hair because guess what? It grows back. And, like, her hair, I'm sure, was giving her headaches at that point. Like, it was time she was overdue for a haircut. I would have went shorter. I think shoulder length is the look. Because I, I, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, it's getting a little too long. Mm-hmm. I think, for me, if it got, like, down to my butt, I don't know. That'd be real long for me. Mm. Um, I feel like I'd be, like, Cousin It walking around. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got news for you. I um actually watched on the dvd commentary for this episode oh did you yes and the people that were on the dvd commentary were Ryder strong um ben savage of course daniel fischel um of course will Friedle. and then strangely enough matthew lawrence was there too it's like Boo, you weren't there yet. Yeah, you're like, not on the show yet. What do you yeah, think you're what, doing? What, what are you doing? But he was there too. And um, we got a lot of information about her hair. But the one thing I'll share right now is that Michael Jacobs, the showrunner, um, said that, number one, she was legally not allowed to cut her hair before this. Ridiculous. Like, it was in her contract. You may not cut your hair Danielle Fischel, it's part of the rules. So yeah, Danielle Fischel was le- uh, um, uh, not allowed to cut her hair. Um, and when she was finally allowed to, had she had to like ask the people, and it was a whole big deal, and they had to incorporate it into the Boy Meets World episode. So um, yeah, they had to like enable it. But Michael Jacobs said that she was not allowed to cut shorter than just below her shoulders. So this was part of the deal. Oh, this is as far as she could go. She actually said in the commentary she wanted to go shorter. But um, and she was saying, like, while they're doing that take, because it's her actual hair that she cut. Mm -hmm. um, She kept, like, jokingly trying to cut it shorter. Yeah. And they kept, like, yelling at her. Um, so, um, yeah. How it, ridiculous. It's very, very serious child. business. A, a 16-year-old's hair is very oh serious gosh. business. Well, it's it's very funny, too, if you think about the fact that, like, Ryder Strong was right there, and, like, he's been begging for him to get rid of his hair the whole, like, the whole mm-hmm. show. Yes. And they're like, all right, well, Topanga, you can cut your hair, but Ryder, you had to yeah. keep that haircut. Yeah, yeah poor he, Ryder Strong, because that hair just hangs in his face all the time. I'm sure it was so annoying. Yeah, he did mention that as well. He was like, actually, 
I mean, in this in this episode, it's shorter than it usually was. So I was like, really it wasn't like that bad. This is a good length, I think, for him. I think season four's hair for Sean is one of the best. I think last season it was like really long to the point yeah. where it just looks weird. Oh um, yeah, the, I mean, the two of them, better. Eric and Sean's hair, both looked weird. And yes. then just to just to finish the hair trifecta, and then we can start the episode. Um, they were also laughing at the fact of how like red Ben Savage's hair was in this episode. They're like, uh, Ben, this is like your Sienna hair face. Like, and they're like, you know, with the red hair and the red shirt in this episode, you are just looking very red. Like, it makes your face look red too. So, uh, lots of hair talk, of course, because it's it's hair today, goon tomorrow. So naturally, yes, the there's a lot of hair talk. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that, like, uh, something that we don't really talk about all too much, I mean, we bring up Topanga a lot, but I think, like, these hairstyles on a lot of these characters are really uh, iconic, right? Topanga has the long, beautiful hair. Sean has, like, the hair he always runs his fingers through. And Tep- and uh, Corey has, of course, like, the brillo-y hair that he hates. So they all kind of have iconic hair in their own right. Um, Eric's hair is kind of iconic, too. But um, no, I'm really excited to talk about this episode. Just watching it, it brought back like, such fond memories because this is definitely one of the most memorable episodes, I think. Um, so we start off. I don't remember this being the beginning. <laughs> it's such a strange beginning to the episode with Eric and Corey sleeping, um, still in reverse beds. We've switched beds and we haven't gone back. And Eric is speaking in Spanish in his sleep. Um, apparently he's like doing some baseball announcing in Spanish. Tommy, did you remember this portion of the episode? No. And like, it felt pointless until I just thought of it. Is this like to set up that like Eric just dreams a lot? So like later on the B plot makes more sense why he's just like having these random, very like visual dreams. Like that's the only thing I can think of because like, yeah, this was wild. Um, and it made me wonder like, do we have like crazy dreams? Like, the only one I could think of was, like, I always dreamed as a kid that, like, a llama would just be in my house. Like, and they'd, like Yeah, and the whole situation was, like, oh, man, we got to get this llama out. And so, like, that was, like, a recurring dream that I would have a Did lot. you get the llama out, or was it always planted? It was always itself? different. It was always different. Were there llamas, like, so, like, local to you? I wonder why you were dreaming of llamas. I think as a kid I was just fascinated with llamas because I feel like they were the odd, the, the, the odd duck. Yeah, they look a little weird. Yeah. Was it, like, did you watch a lot of, like, The Emperor's New Groove? <laughs> I did like Emperor's. Yeah. And, like, I was a big Animal Kingdom fan. I don't know if they had yeah. a lot of llamas on The Animal Kingdom. But. Hmm. Mm. That could be it. <sighs> yeah, like, you always have those reoccurring dreams when you're a kid. I Recently, I... I've experienced a few dreams within a dream and they honestly, they throw me off for the entire day. So I zero a 10 do not recommend dreams within a dream. It kind of like just throws off your whole vibe for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently this is like a common thing for, for Eric. And then we're in the bathroom, which we've never seen the interior of that bathroom. And on top of that, it used to be a Jack and Jill bathroom. They used to share that bathroom with Morgan. I did not mm-hmm. see a door in there anymore. So this show loves to they move a door. They plastered it off, yeah. They love to move a door in this show, yeah. Um, and we see Corey is avoiding the mirror. Uh, and uh, Eric says, every teen goes through a gawky, awkward phase. Um, and he says, hi, I'm Corey. For the next three years, I'm going to look like a potato. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <Which> cracked me up. 
<laughs> yeah, and then yeah, even Morgan comes around with the Mr. Potato Head doll oh. and torments Corey. It's it's a rough one. I don't think. See, he like is it just the hair that he's like so insecure about? Because he's not like a bad looking guy. He was talking about his nose as well. Oh, he has insecurities. He yeah, no, I mean, a nose is a nose is a nose. It's and it's hard. tough being friends yeah. with Sean when Sean is like the go-to guy that all girls love, right? So and like, Eric is a brother who like is a, like an attractive yeah. guy too. Yeah, yeah, it must be hard being Corey. Um, so yeah, so we're at, um, we're at the lockers and everybody's like checking themselves out in mirrors except Corey who's looking at a picture of Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> Yeah, he even has a pipe, and Mr. Feeney is quick with, like, taking it away. Yeah, it's probably, like, it's a toy, Feeney. Like, let them have their fun. You know that was the network being like, no, you can't have any smoking-type things in this episode. Yeah, fair oh, enough, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And Corey, like, is annoyed that Sean is taking so long to, like, do his hair that he just, like, messes it up. Um, and then we see Corey trying to do the same thing with his hair and he just ends up like rubbing his head with his hands and it absolutely does nothing. <laughs> I think in reality, it would have made it a lot more bushier, Sarah. Like if he like, you know what I mean? He has those like kinky, kinky curls. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Or maybe it's just like really tightly wound. I, I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure. My hair, I've always appreciated the curly hair, especially Mm -hmm. on men. My hair has not much curl, so I don't really know the limitations of Mm -hmm. curls and what really happens. But I think if he threw a pick in it and, like, you know, did it up a little bit, he could get some volume in there. It needs to be loose. It needs to be looser curls. Yeah. Looser. Yeah, we've we've, uh, mentioned that. But it's definitely not effortless like Sean, who can just, like, Mm swing it around a little and he looks like a model and and even you know he's like really feeling it because he's like you know between you and Eric I'm just surrounded by people with perfect hair and then like Topanga comes up behind him and he's like I don't even have to explain this one like obviously she has perfect hair (laughs) so much so is that when she grows up she owns her own hairline I still have to get into that uh, Daniel Fischel hair products I need to buy that. I don't know, Tommy. I feel like with her hair, a lot of it is just naturally beautiful. Like, she probably does take care of it. Don't, you know, don't uh, misunderstand me. Like, she definitely takes care of it. But, like, how are you supposed to get that hair if it's naturally come out of your head, you know? Yeah, the coloring is, like, is good. And, like, it, I, I'm assuming there's, like, some work there. You know, I don't know. It's hard to know. But it does seem natural. And, like, uh, I think for me, like, everyone's procedure is different right like we all have different hair mm-hmm. hair procedures hair products and stuff um but i would try it like for a day like if it was like a like a trend mm-hmm. on the tiktok like oh try the yeah try the daniel official's hair routine yeah yeah um, so we have Dylan comes over, some rando Dylan comes over. He has a puka shell necklace, of course. And he asks Topanga if she wants to go out. And she's just like, I'm dating Corey. And he's like, oh, I thought you'd dump him over this summer. <laughs> he's so rude. Yeah. This is why you need Facebook for this. You know, most people don't use it now and it went down today. But uh, for the single updates, you need that yeah. status update. So you know if you can go up to someone in high school. Yeah, yeah. bitch, it's not complicated. We're together. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. Now that Facebook is down, I don't even know what's going on. Like, what happens if all these couples broke up? I don't even know. <laughs> what happens if, like, some, how many baby announcements am I missing? Oh, it's just no. awful. Darn, I'm missing all of those. All the engagements, oh, well. the weddings, my <laughs> mom complimenting her own photos. <laughs> But yeah, I thought this was rude from this guy. Like, I get maybe he didn't know their relationship says, but like, then he continued. He doubled down on it. Oh, he was yeah, like, well, down. if you yeah. if you break up, then like, here's my call card. Cody's right there. Yeah, he has a a, a card locker number one sixty eight. Uh, apparently, that's a good locker. Who knows? We only ever see the same fucking hallway every episode. <laughs> we'll never know what locker. Yeah, I want to see like. number one sixty eight. Like, what makes it good? Is it by the vending machines? Is it a corner locker? It's far away from Feeney's office. Ah, uh, yeah, that's probably yeah. what it is. It's on the other side of the school. Yeah, but Topanga tries to like make Corey feel better. She's like, "You go out with me because of who I am on the inside. The only reason you think I'm pretty is because is of who I am." Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that he says, you don't have a nose that takes up most of your face and hair that looks like a Brillo pad. I feel so bad for Corey. Um, and then I think this is when, uh, Corey's like, uh, oh yeah, if you didn't have that hair and that face, you wouldn't have such a spring in your step. Um, and this is when she pulls out scissors, which like, I feel like we were not allowed to have scissors in school, but maybe that was like. You know, after Boy Meets World happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were hair cutting scissors, too. They, they were. It, it wasn't like craft scissors. It was like yeah. legit hair cutting scissors. Which is funny she considering just... she like doesn't cut her hair. <laughs> but yeah, maybe she's, you know what, maybe because I feel like my, I have a friend who did this. Like she'd sit in class board and like cut off her dead ends while she was like in class because she just like had nothing else to do. Maybe that's right. what Topanga does. Um, and yeah, and she goes to town on her hair and chops off a like at least would you say eight inches, Tommy? It's a good amount of hair. Like that's that was a, a thick amount of hair, but like imagine for her, the actress, like being able to just like go to town on your hair and know there was no consequences, they're gonna fix it later. Like that must have been kind of fun. Yeah. But man, as the character like Topanga that's ballsy. That was a big move. Yeah, yeah she's trying to teach like a lesson here, but it's yeah. like, woof. I think she kind of like lost herself in this moment. Like, I don't think that she's really thinking about the consequences of doing this. Um, but yeah, obviously this had to be one take as this was her real hair. And yes, um, Corey was holding on to Topanga's real hair throughout the rest of the scene <laughs> in his little hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really ultimate- like this component of it, too. Can I just say, because I feel like in a modern show, they would have the actor wear a wig and then we'd see them go to the salon and then their hair would be perfect. I love the aspect of her just going to town on her actual real life hair. That yeah, makes it no. seem so much better. I know, and I think that like she really liked it too. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, um, Daniel Fischel said it was nine inches. So Tommy, that Ooh. was a great guess. Wow, yeah, that's a lot of hair. She could donate it, right? Well, maybe it's ten, but still. Well, I mean, half of the hair is like stuck to Corey's sticky fingers for holding <laughs> it for like hours on end. Not those sticky fingers. <laughs> sticky fingers. Sticky, sticky fingers. So she tries to yeah, she tries to say like, oh, am I any different now? Don't you still love me? And then as she walks away, she catches a glimpse of herself in Sean's mirror and screams. Uh, yeah, I like that she, like, 
it, it came back around on her because I do think that sometimes Topanga can get a little too self-righteous. Yeah. A little too, like, yep. above the others. And so I do like this moment of, like, no, you're, you also care about your looks, too. Like, don't, don't, don't say Everybody does. Everybody does to an extent, right? Like, I think it's ridiculous, and we'll get to it later in the episode, but, like, Topanga being, like, never, ever having looked in a mirror. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, everybody looks in the mirror. What if you have, like, a pimple? Like, everybody's a little bit, you know, insecure about one thing, anything, right? right. Oh, um, totally. Yeah, so she screams. And I, I agree, Tommy, like, especially the episode that we talked about with the pig, um, when Sean had the pig and Topanga calls, like, animal control on him. It's like, all right, Topanga, like, you don't know everything, you know? Um, she's very, very thinks she has all the answers. And sometimes the thing, you just don't. Yeah. And then, of course, Feeney comes in and he's like, what happened? And <laughs> Topanga's like, you think I'm ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Feeney messes up real bad. <laughs> oh, gosh. Have you have you guys either cut your hair? Have I cut my hair? I don't know if I've ever cut my own Hair. I want to say I've maybe like trimmed my own bangs, but that maybe is the most I've done. I've certainly gotten mm. gum stuck in my hair and like had to get it cut twice. Because mm. oh, I'm not that smart. <laughs> twice. Because I'm not that smart. Was it? Were you blowing bubbles? Um, the one time I so I can only really vividly remember the one time I did it, and I was laying. We had a van, and I would always have like the middle section. This is before they had those like individual seats and vans. Yeah, like and they were full chairs. on, like yeah, they were full yeah. on, just like flat seats. And I was laying in the middle section, and my brother always had the back section. So I was laying down, blowing bubbles with a thing of gum, and it shot out of my mouth and then landed directly down into my hair. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I've gotten one of those curling brushes, you know, those round brushes. Yeah. I've gotten that stuck in my hair twice. Because, again, I don't learn my lesson. And also, I don't, I still don't understand how to use them. I still don't, I won't even try. I'm very scared of them. I have a lot of hair, people. Things can get stuck in there very easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I wouldn't say I've ever taken scissors to my hair, but I have buzz cutted uh, my hair nice. in college. That was definitely my look. Is like big burly beard, and then just I had very a lot of different looks in my lifetime. But yeah, I would just buzz it all down. Every, I want to see the looks of Tommy. I feel like there yeah. are so many looks of Tommy, yeah. especially like your facial hair. I feel like has changed a lot as well. So yes, mustache, beard. Uh, I even do goatees for a bit sometimes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Sarah, do you ever get jealous that, like, people that can grow facial hair can have so many different looks without having to do a ton different? Or no? Because no. they have to take <laughs> No. Because they have to take care of it. I wouldn't want to have to take care of it. I don't I don't want facial hair. So, no. <laughs> well, I guess like, it, gets, it gets itchy. So, I wouldn't okay, want that. I guess, like, the thing is, is that, like, I've pretty much had the same look forever like I've even I've tried brown hair and my hair literally rejects it and goes back to blonde so I I understand what you're saying like you know guys can have a ton of different looks mm-hmm. and it's not that big of a deal but um but no I don't want facial hair and I've never thought about I would it. try it out like here's the thing if I had <laughs> facial hair I would try different things. Like, I would do the big, like, full handlebar mustache. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like Halloween would be an easier season for me because I could, like, do some stuff with my facial hair. I would give myself, like, giant mutton chops for a day. 
You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. not try things out? Right. It's, it's so much easier than trying different styles with your hair hair. That's true. Because it takes longer to grow back out if you're going to really yeah. mess things up. That's you know? true. Why are, uh, this is so off topic, why are goatees out of style? Like, mm-hmm. I really liked that back in the day, but no one does goatees anymore. Yeah, I think because it got, it got seen as, like, if you have a goatee, you're evil. Like, I feel like that was the mindset oh. for a really long time. Yeah. People watch and then like Tony Stark brought it back, like yeah. And then Robert Downey Jr. was like yeah. kind of cool with him. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah. I think some people still do it. Like my brother has a goatee. Oh, but, yeah. Mustaches yeah. were back for a while, but I don't know. I think full beards are back in. Like I'm that's always, my thing. I like yeah. a full beard. Yeah, I'm always chasing like dad vibes. So like <laughs> the, dad, the dad culture, the like, dad vibes. The yeah, yeah. I think long hair's in because of uh, quarantine. Like I think like right. most guys grew their hair out. But I also think now that we're getting back to the point where we can go get our hair cut, like, safely, um, I think a lot of people are chopping it all off at the same time. Like, I know I gave Will a few different haircuts during quarantine because I was like, well, you need to do something with that hair. And I got like, I'm not bad at it. Like, in a pinch, I could do it. The top part is the the hardest part because he doesn't do, like, a straight buzz. You have to, like, style the top with scissors. Like... I don't know what I'm doing here. You just kind of tr- cut until it looks good. The fact you even try that, I think, like, kudos to you. My grandpa used to cut her hair, and, like, my brother had a giant bald spot on the back. Like, <laughs> he would definitely do the bowl thing um, <laughs> where you put the bowl on and cut. I remember I had one haircut in high school. It was just, he just took the scissors and just mounted. Uh, just, like, I literally oh, right down the, no. my bangs were just oh, no. cut like a little triangle. See, I feel like there's no excuse for that because men's haircuts are so cheap. Like, they're, like, 15, 20 bucks. Meanwhile, it's, like, I don't even want to talk about how much it costs to get my hair done. Like, it's expensive. But Yeah, I just no. got my hair done this week. 225 buckaroos oh, plus Well, stuff. you get color, right? I got I get balayage so you get colors so then I could see that right. I also only get my hair cut every six months so it's not as expensive when you think about it that way mm-hmm. and I thought I was going to complain about how much Corey paid for his haircut yeah he <laughs> paid $75 well Topanga um I think she I think they said half a C note which I would assume is $50 but I don't really know what that yeah, means yeah I'll have to do the conversions when we get there for yeah. $90 yeah so Topanga finds herself in the bathroom looking in the mirror freaking out and um Corey like comes in he's like I'm a guy don't mind me like I'm not gonna look and um, none of the girls are even phased by Corey coming into the bathroom. They really don't care. Yeah. Um, and she, he basically is just like, look, like, you look, you know, you look great. Like, you know, you don't have to stress. No one's even going to notice. Um, and he's also, like, very intrigued by the girl's couch, which is, like, I feel like the biggest, like, mythos for women is when, like, men find out that women have a couch in bathrooms um what bathrooms are they got i've never had a bathroom in my couch or don't use your couch as a bathroom i should not do that but the only time i've ever seen a couch in a bathroom is like at the old company i worked for the women's bathroom also had a section that was like separate that was for um like pumping if you were breastfeeding and you needed to pump and there was a couch in there but there wasn't a couch like in the bathroom portion like are people just sitting and chilling and hanging out in a bathroom 
it sometimes we need to lie down. That was the quote that she said. <laughs> Tommy, have that's you heard of this ask, lie? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Like, honestly, I came on the podcast to learn more things because I had so many questions coming out of this episode. And one of them was the couch because I've always heard that rumor that, like, girls' bathrooms are lit. They're, like, the party place to be. There's couches in there. There's, like, snacks. I've heard there's snacks. Who snacks. wants to eat in a bathroom? That's disgusting. I don't know, but this is what I've heard. Okay. I feel like this is something that, like, Boy Meets World, The Office, like, they're all just mm-hmm. spreading this rumor about women's bathrooms saying we have all this stuff in there. We okay, don't have on. anything else. Venues, wedding venues, there's always a couch in the bathroom. That's always. fair. Wedding venues, yes, but not just, wedding like, venues school or like bathrooms. Ba- not, in, not in school bathrooms. And not no, in office like, bathrooms either. No. The most you'll um, get is like tampons or something. Like if you need a tampon. So, okay. And also there's sometimes baskets. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like um, like a basket that has like feminine products or like mints or hairspray or body And that's pins, mainly like ties. wedding venues though. Like I, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. find that in like a commercial office. And there's some baskets for men too where it'll be like mints and like body sprays. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Theaters, there's couches, like event places, like or right. like you know, I've seen it a lot on Broadway where like there's couches and bathrooms, but no, not in schools. I've never worked in like a formal office setting, so I don't really, I can't really speak to that. But I mean, it is definitely a hangout place, though. Like I've, I've, to be. I don't know. I've yeah. never been hanging out in a Girls, women's bathroom I mean, before. Like Jess, like you've never like gone to the bathroom at like a bar or what or, I will like say, a club. No, and, I like, don't. You go in the bathroom and it's raging in there. It's there's, always like, busy, but that's because everybody has to go to the bathroom. There's but, like. Four girls crying, one girl like reading into text messages. Yeah, yeah somebody throwing up. Lots what I of will compliments. say is, I was gonna say the best place to go if you like need self assurance and you're feeling like a low self esteem day. Get drunk and go to. Don't do this now. Get drunk and go to a bar, yeah. and you will get the most compliments you ever get in a women's bathroom. Yes, because. That is the time when you're like drunk, you're like a few drinks in and you see some girl and she has a cute dress. You're going to compliment the shit out of that dress. You're fabulous. Oh my God, you are so pretty. That lipstick color is so pretty. Do men do this I love those shoes. They don't do that. No, men don't even talk to each other. They just, you may give like the nod. I don't think you're allowed to because like you're kind of holding things and like that you don't want people looking at. I would like a compliment, maybe not in the bathroom. Not about that. I would like a compliment on my outfit sometimes when I go out. Yeah, like I feel like the shoes could work, right? Because if you're looking down, you could be like, oh, those are cute shoes or like nice shoes. I don't know. Nice, nice Don't say shoes. cute. I no one will say cute? cute. No Bowie boys will say to another boy, those are cute shoes. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, there's like a zero talking rule because I think people, boy, boys get so self-conscious. And like mm-hmm. you just don't like – there's no eye contact, no talking. You're just you're in and out. Face straight, yeah. Is it the urinal cakes? Because that would intimidate me. Like the urinal cakes make you so you don't want to talk. Yeah, maybe the people just stare at the urinal cakes. They, I, why? Because it's I there. Don't like them. I don't know. They're not trustworthy. <laughs> They're not trustworthy. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. Okay. Moving forward. Um. So Corey still thinks that she's beautiful, and she's like, you know, um. He's like, it doesn't matter what you look like. It's who you are. And she's like, well, that's the and you always thought that. And she's like, well, that's the issue. Like, I really believed that I thought that. And I realized now it's just because I was comfortable with the way I looked. And Mm -hmm. she's like, now I think I'm like 
being shallow. Um, and Corey reassures her, like, you're not shallow. You're the you're deep. You're the deepest, most thoughtful, profound person I've ever known. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she goes, well, how does my hair look? And he says, well, that's not one of your strong points anymore. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. But the thing is, is she's looking at it in the worst stage possible. Like she's looking at it half cut. There's a reason that they don't spin you around in the salon chair until it's all done, honey. Like, it needs to be all the way cut, you know? And I love him saying, like, well, in six or seven years, I'll be out of my goosey-goosey stage. (laughs) And your hair will grow back. Gotta watch out for that. (laughs) I love it. I know. Um, I love the little shimmy he does when he says it. Goosey-goosey. So, yeah, she's going to go to the beauty parlor after work. uh, And that's when Sean just pops out of the Yeah. (laughs) Sean hangs out in the girls' bathroom all the time. And I do love this pep talk from sorry, to, uh, yeah. from uh, Corey, but I do have this question to backtrack a little because this is me asking you guys, mm-hmm. this is me coming to you. Uh, she like told him to leave, right? And then he stayed. So am I supposed to like, if, if someone's like, hey, you know what? I'm having a moment. Get out of here. And then I'm supposed to just sit on down on the couch and be like, I'm not leaving. It I'm depends here. on the girl. So okay. we've talked a little bit yeah. about this. For me, like I never want the person that i'm saying to leave to leave like i know that's very confusing and tricky and like it doesn't make sense but i like i don't ever want to like have separate space from like somebody if i'm having a moment like i always want that person at like arm's length while jessica is like if you if if you if jess says go then you best be going yeah like i mean it like if whatever i say i usually mean there's not really hidden meaning to anything i'm saying so if i'm like i need space i need a minute that actually means i need a minute um so i guess it's tough to tell like Corey knows to pingle well enough by now to probably realize like okay she she needs a moment but like i should i should hang out you know Um, you gotta know the girl yeah you gotta know the girl I, I so. say nothing that I mean. It, that's so. Yeah. Yeah. It's confusing. It's confusing. But if you're a guy that likes <laughs> girls or if you're a girl that likes girls, sometimes you'll encounter this. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's true. It's just the, it's it's just the facts. It's just the facts. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. they. So, it's now we're at home and Eric is on the couch and he's like really into his Cocoa Puffs. And apparently he has been sitting on the couch all day because Amy comes home and it's four o'clock and he's still on the couch. This is a whole ass mood. Like, tell me this isn't quarantine 101 right here. Like not having moved from the couch all day. Yeah. You didn't even get dressed eating Cocoa Puffs at ungodly hours. Mm-hmm. Like he literally pours milk and syrup directly into his mouth and makes his own chocolate milk. Like this is a vibe. This is a mood. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm not going to lie. I do it. you're already making chocolate milk by putting the Cocoa Puffs in the milk. I, okay, this is hot take. I don't drink the milk after I eat the cereal. I don't like the way it tastes. Uh but, okay, yes, but not for Cocoa Puffs. I wish, I wish, but sometimes I wish podcasting wasn't necessarily an audio medium because I wish that they could all see the faces you both made when I say that. It's like I said I kicked a dog. Like, you're both like, oh. That's the best part. The milk you, after is the best part. Because it's like all sugary because all the sugar from the cereal comes into the milk. And so it's like sugary milk. Right. I guess it's just, I'm not a milk person in general. Cocoa. But are you a chocolate milk person? Because that's the point yeah. of doing the Cocoa Krispies and the Cocoa Puffs so that you have the chocolate milk I've after. never been really a Cocoa Krispy person. Here, here, what about this? What if you took the milk instead of dumping it every time? 
you just reuse the milk. If you're just looking at it to get your cereal wet, you just put it back in the tub of water and <laughs> throw it in so the... Gross. Who are you? What like Jordan Kalish with what his like on? everything bagel seasoning? <laughs> no. Save what the milk. Say, don't save the milk. Don't save the milk. Don't do it. No, don't I'm save, not. Don't do also, that. Also, here's the thing. I This is what I'll do. Is I like my ce- I like to eat my cereal with milk, like, you know, on the spoon. But I don't like to drink the milk after because usually I also use almond milk because we don't keep milk in our house. We just don't use it. Like we use almond milk because it's fine to use like in things or with cereal. It tastes fine. I don't know. I'm just not a milk person. So I never do it. I know it's blasphemous. A lot of people love to, to drink. The, I usually give it to Winston. <laughs> you, you do need stuff in it, though. I will say it is weird to drink uh, white milk. On its own, just like if you're drinking yeah. after cereal, yeah. that's fine. If you just have a glass of white milk, disgusting. Who are you? You're a psychopath. Yeah. yeah, you're a cereal killer. We all know it. It's fine. With dessert, I will sometimes be okay. Like if you're eating pie and you want like a like a glass of milk, yeah. with it, or like peanut I'm butter. Like, I could see maybe like a peanut butter sandwich. Or if you like had something really spicy and you need to like cool it down, that's that's another trick. Like hot wings. Like yes. Um, so yeah, he's been there all day. Um, he's been watching crime solving shows and he made up a song. And let me tell you this song, I sing this in my adult life. It is iconic. It's memorable. And this is one of the reasons why this episode is really iconic is because both a storyline and B storyline are freaking great. Or equally as good. Yes. And we have like, when a crime breaks out, all the cute girls shout, here's the good looking guy when there's a crime out there he's gonna comb his hair because he's a good looking guy like tell me that's not iconic well it just i agree with you 100 percent because of this i actually re- i have one line of a i have my own theme song because i was inspired by uh, it. yes oh. yes please share all right oh and you gotta record and you need a guest called a mustache wearing guy <laughs> It's amazing. Love that. It's good marketing. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I'll promote myself. Now people know if you need me for a podcast. Yeah. Call the mustache. Well, what if there's another guy. mustache guy? He's the one. He's the yeah. only guy with a mustache? He's the one. Yeah, the only podcaster with a mustache. You got to book him. You got to book him good looking. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was very funny. And Amy's like, you need to find a job. <laughs> I'm nervous about you. Yeah. She's like scared for him. And he's like, I don't understand the point. Like, even if I get a job, it's going to be minimum wage. And even if I get a minimum wage job, it's going to be taken out by taxes. And it's like, bro, this is like a problem in 2021. We're still struggling with this. It's not changed. And I don't know what to tell you. You yeah. can't you can't get a two bedroom apartment for um, minimum wage. I don't know. It's it's tough out there. Um. Yeah, so he would rather sit at home and mope. And then his mom is like, Amy's like, why don't you go on a date? Like, you used to go on dates all the time. And he doesn't want to date a townie. That's the issue. I, I don't want to date a townie. Of a townie. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you want me to date a townie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, aren't your parents considered townies at this point, Eric? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. So, but she encourages him to go and find a date. Any any date out there. Mm-hmm. Just get out of the house. Get out. 
Which, like, Tommy, I feel like we can all relate to, right? Like, at a certain point, it just gets, like, kind of sad when you, like, don't leave your house for an amount of time that is not okay. And you just sit on the couch in your bathrobe all day and you have no prospects of doing anything. Like, I could see, you know, his mom being like, you just need a little shove, just a little push out the door. Yeah, we all say, like, for those that have full-time jobs, we're like, oh, I just want to, like, I don't want to work anymore. I just want to be on the couch. I just want to have a vacation. And I always find that, like, the first, like whenever I'm, because my job is very project to project, and I may go a month without work. And then I find, like, the first week, it's, like, the first couple of days, I'm, like, Eric, like, on the couch, being, like, yeah, this is great. And then by, like, the fourth day, I'm, like, all right, I'm just really bored. Like, I need to go do something. I need to just get out because, like, I'm just so cooped up in this house right now. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, it's not, like, I really, I really do love, like, staying at home. But then at a certain point, you just start feeling gross. And you're like, I just need fresh air. I can't stay here any longer. Yeah. 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 Um, we're now at the salon. Sean and Corey are waiting for Topanga. And, like, Corey's freaking out a little bit. Like, he's like, she doesn't wear makeup. She's never been to a beauty parlor. Um, you know, she was beautiful before she need she had any help. Uh, like without without with help, how are we going to be able to look at her? <laughs> She's like going to be the sun. Yeah, Sean's really like waking him out. Yeah, um, he is. Yeah, he's like so. So, uh, basically. In, he he tried. They try to reassure each other because like there's a. It's just a neighborhood beauty shop. It's not like it's New York City. Like old lady Schneider's doing a shop is right next door. They can't do miracles around here. And then a woman spins around the chair and they both point at her and they're like, "Old lady Schneider, it's a miracle. <laughs> no way." Um. So, um. Yeah. I I thought that was hilarious. And um, blah, blah, blah. They kind of just spin around in circles. And then Topanga comes out. Well, wait, did we go over the whole six weeks things? Because now I need to know if this is true for anybody else. I skipped over it. Sorry. No, it's okay. Corey says that when he gets a haircut, it looks terrible for six weeks. He looks good for a day. And then it's time for another haircut. <laughs> I feel like this is kind of relatable. Like, I love getting a haircut. And I always feel fresh as soon as I get one. But you kind of need like a day or two for it to adjust. I wouldn't say six weeks. That seems a bit much, Tommy. Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. Yeah, I feel like it looks good right when you get out, right? Because the guy that, like styles it usually for me. And I'm like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. But then when I get home and I try it, it never looks good for those first, like that first week. Cause you got to grow into it. But I agree. Six weeks is, is too much unless he just never feels comfortable. In it. It's like, he just like six weeks is when it finally grows to a point that he feels like it's comfortable enough to, mm-hmm. to cut. And he just never likes his haircuts regardless of yeah. how they get cut. My, um, my dogs and I are on the same path. When we first get our haircut, we cute, we cute, but then it takes a couple of weeks for it to grow out. And then that's my favorite stage. Yeah. Yeah. If like, I feel like six weeks is a bit unrealistic, especially if you're going to get a haircut the next day <laughs> to, to fix it again. Um, but yeah, this is when Topanga comes out. Of course she looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it Corey that's like, this universe blows? <laughs> Right, yeah, because, like, he was saying that, like, you know, in a perfect universe, they're going to end up together, and the universe knows that they're meant for each other, Um, but, Tommy, the universe blows. The universe was not looking out. They were supposed to hold hands, but not going to be the case out. No. 
Yes. Uh, so this, um, I have heard on countless, countless cases that this was a sexual awakening for both young men and for young women. Um, oh, interesting. That uh, Topanga coming out with this little shimmy. Um, I, like, always looked at her. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's, like, the prettiest thing. But... Uh, Tommy, did you did you find yourself having a sexual awakening as a child <laughs> watching this? This might be what a personal question. Question, Tommy, please come you on our podcast. You don't have to answer that. You don't have to answer that. You all about your sexual awakening. No, no, uh, He's I mean, blushing. I don't know. So listen, like I definitely thought Topanga was attractive. Yeah, uh, like, and this was like peak Topanga. Like they gave her great out in season four. They gave her great outfits. True. Great, like so, yeah, I would say like I. Thought Topanga was attractive. She was my type of girl as a as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as the same age as her. <laughs> now I do want to say, even with Corey's burnt sienna hair, that he was what I was into. So I I'm will not into say, light hair on Corey. Like, first of all, Sean's hair was much more my preference anyway. But like, I just think the light hair looks really strange on him. It's like they roasted yeah. his hair by accident. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. He looks kind of like the opposite of a burnt marshmallow. Where, like, the darker bits are on the underneath. I don't even know. I really don't even know, like, how you would achieve this technique. That's the thing. Like, I feel as though it is. I really think it's sun in. Like, how do it you looks achieve like they, this look? Did he spray the, like, lemon spray in his hair? And then yeah. And then went outside. And he's like, oh, this is what I came up with. Because it's, is- it's suspicious. Oh. For a second, Sarah, I, I didn't think you were talking about the, the process of his hair. I thought you were talking about the process of getting the burnt bits of a marshmallow inside the marshmallow. Oh. And I was like, huh, I am wondering, like, how do you do that? <laughs> Lots of questions here. We're not scientists. We don't know. Uh, yeah. So um, both boys are staring at Topanga and um, Sean decides to shoot his shot. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, he's, so cringy. Yes, uh, marry me. I live in a trailer trailer park. I have no education, but my hair does this. And he um, runs his fingers through it a bunch of times, and like I'm pretty sure this is when the audience is like, "Wee!" I yeah, every time. <laughs> and then he, um, and then he goes, "Shut up, man! I'm going for it." And then Corey has to spritz him like a cat on a countertop. Yeah, to that stop. was great. That was great. And this is when he's like. Uh, she has makeup on her face and nail polish. Uh, and then we get the, um, I have to go. And they're like, where are you going? This outfit with this hair? Hello, bye bye I'm so at the mall. Like, all of a sudden, she's a valley girl in Philadelphia. Um, and, uh, and this is, <laughs> this is when Sean says the three of them can be very happy together. Uh, a thruple. Yes. And they meet Mr. Bosco Cellini. Uh, and he messed with her beautiful hair. But he drops the fake. This is the best part. He drops the fake accent. So he has like this like Italian accent he puts on. Right. He drops the fake accent. All of a sudden, he's not even like he sounds like he's from New York. Sarah, tell me this didn't give you vibes mm-hmm. of like the Staten Island elf that we joke. Yes. About. Like, yes. Bada boom. And he did bada bing bada boom. Your your girlfriend's a looker. Oh, yes. Chicky. <laughs> Chicky comes in and plops down for a half a C note, right? What is a half a C note? Is uh, that fifty dollars? Half a C no. note. Hold no, on, I I'm think Googling it's fifty dollars it. for that haircut. One hundred fifty dollars is a C note and a half. 
Oh, C is centum, the Latin word for 100. So okay. half a C note is right. $50. So yeah. this is $50. For this haircut. In 1990, what year are we in? Six, eight? If only you let me announce the episode dates. Oh. 1996. 1996 is what yeah. today? Okay, so $50 yeah. would be uh, $87 today. So it's an expensive haircut. haircut, but like not ungodly. Not terrible. Nope. No, 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 no. Yeah, I didn't so think so. I loved listening to Mr. Cellini. He was my favorite. The bada bing, bada boom. Your girl's got a new haircut, eh? Like he's just great. Tommy, tell me that you loved Mr. Cellini. Yeah, he was definitely someone I remembered uh, from my Boy Meets World past. Uh, where I was like, yeah, I remember this like haircut guy, and I remember the fact that he had a fake accent, and like it makes me wonder, like, is that how you get by in business? Should everyone just try to do European accents uh, to to try to seem more uh, sophisticated for your haircut yeah. places? Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's I, a me, a Tommy. I do a podcast. Come, come, <laughs> come, join me. Um, yeah. Uh, he calls the really, a v- Oh, sorry. I was going to say the only time you really want to do a fake Italian accent, I think, is if you're making like Italian food. So you could be like the gabagool and the mozzarella. Like, you know, you got to do like that. And the pizza uh-huh. pie. <laughs> so if I hands. open a pizza restaurant, then I can do the Italian <laughs> And always the hands, too. What is it? Is it like, I think it's from Community when Chang is talking about Spanish and he's like, half of it is hands. He's just like moving his arms all around. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> I I mean, th- I, there's nothing left for me here, just like Corey. <laughs> there's nothing left for me here. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Uh, so we see Eric at Chubby's with the girl. And by the way, according to the commentary, um, this was Jason Marsden's real life girlfriend at the time, which if you don't remember, is Will Friedle's real best friend in real life, as well as his, um, show, be- his show best friend, Jason. And uh, he, he talks about how, like, you know, ever since he came back home, he's at a crossroads because of college and he feels like he's stuck in town. And I, I like how he talks about, like, his missed opportunity of, like, he's like, you know, for a while I thought I was going to be a weatherman. And I even in- interned at Channel 5, but they thought I was too young and I didn't have enough life experience, which, frankly, I think is crazy He's um, because I'm 18 and I've lived. So I thought this was a nice callback to last season, Stormy Weather, um, because... You don't see this a lot in sitcoms. I like how they carried through the story and how the fact that he this internship really made a big impact on him. Yeah. And I think this is like 
this happens super often in Boy Meets World. In fact, the opposite happens a lot of the time where they just make shit up that like certainly never happens. Like I've been dating Topanga since we were five and it's like, bitch, no, you haven't. We have the proof in season one. Like this is fun because they're actually making a callback to something that actually did happen and is totally relevant, right? Like this Mm -hmm. carries through. I think that a lot of the stuff from each character is finally carrying through from season to season with Eric here, how he feels like he doesn't really have a motivation or he doesn't really have anything going on in his life. We have the same thing with Alan where he's feeling restless at his job. We have Corey feeling slightly insecure about being with Topanga. You know what I mean? Like, There's a lot of those storylines that are carrying through, which is actually really nice to see. Um, and we get kind of like the opposite perspective from the woman here where she's like, I don't have help. I'm working double shifts at the Dairy Queen. She's probably making minimum wage, Eric. Imagine that, getting a job for minimum wage. We've all yeah. been there, you know? Yeah. And, of course, she has a two-year-old as well. Yeah. Um, Tommy, what did you think about this scene? It was very interesting. Yeah, I thought it was going to be expanded, to be honest. I, I remember, and I do think it comes up later, I do remember a part where he does date someone with a kid and, like, actually interacts with the kid. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I'm seeing, because Eric's great with kids. Like, that's I love that they even, like, reference a kid mm-hmm. here, because that's something we see later on. But I, I felt like this was a good wake up calling an interesting thing with a B plot of like having it be a little more serious. Like a lot of times, especially with Eric, yeah. they love to do the goofy plots. And I think with this one, it was cool to have him kind of get a wake up call. Uh, this season is definitely around him. Like, and I think he is dealing with a little bit of like sad boy vibes. Cause like he did just like not get into college. Like, yeah. So I think this is a good wake up call to get him like, okay, now what you got your, your plan didn't work out the way you wanted it to. You got to kick it into the next gear, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he is a sad boy. Like, we use him to, like, laugh at him all the time. He's like, oh, he's so funny. He thinks that he's the good-looking guy. But, like, he's really going through it in the beginning of season four. Like, he's having, like, a total crisis of, like, what he can do in his life, where he wants to go. Uh, He's feeling very lost. And I think it's another thing that was written for the uh, like the older audience that yeah. you know you have the good looking guy song and the cocoa pops for the kids but then you have like these more serious topics for you know millennials in 2021 to relate mm-hmm. to no i think this is like totally this is the great thing about boy meets world is that they do have such a great way of making such a silly character like eric he gets his silly moments with the cocoa puffs and the good looking guy but he gets his serious moments too and i think like that's what life is so seeing that Mm -hmm. in this show and seeing that like a lot of us have been at that point whether or not it was straight out of high school or not where we felt like what am I doing like what am I doing with my life I have nothing to do I'm sitting at home every day eating cocoa puffs on the couch you know and him getting the reality check of finding out wow like I have it good my parents help me and hers don't and I don't even have a job and yeah my parents are telling me to get a job but they're not like threatening to kick me out if I don't get a job or something you know it's not it's not dire straits like she's in Mm -hmm. um so I I really like this scene even as small as it is and kind of like inconsequential in the long run like we never see this chick again as far as I understand um but I think it's a good it's a good season or excuse me a good scene to have here um and finally Finally, we see Mr. Turner. Have we seen him? Was he in the last episode? I don't he think was, so. No, he was not in episode one. Yeah. And he looks good. He's back. He's looking good. 
Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, so another book, because Mr. Turner gives them a new book every day at class. His his classes are really, really hard. Yeah. Um, And he comes in, he's like, why is everybody crowding around, like, this desk? And he realizes it's like... Everyone's crowding around Topanga. And he's like, oh, look at you. And she's like, yeah, I got a haircut. Do you like it? Um, And then Corey is like, hello, we're here to learn. Like, don't talk about my 16-year-old girlfriend, please. Um, (laughs) So we are learning about the elephant man. And we're learning about um, the fact that this guy... um, I don't know. Like, he starts relating to the elephant man. He feels like even though he comes from a good looking family, he's an awkward teen. And I guess that mirrors the elephant man plotline. I've never seen the elephant man, but it sounds very sad or read the elephant man or seen it if there's a movie. No? Yeah, I don't know if I've seen it either, but the, the whole sack on the head thing, that sounded not Imagine they just did the se- the series from now on. Corey just had a sack on his head for the rest of the series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's at this point what he feels comfortable in. And he has like a little daydream um, of the yearbook, which um, because Feeny comes in and says that's yearbook picture day, um, which I I love the, the little yearbook pictures because we have... Topanga, um, and it says Topanga Lawrence and her class quote or whatever says queen of the hotties. Um, then Sean Hunter is in the middle and this is a great picture of Sean. And he goes, wait, 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 there's enough for everybody. And then (laughs) we have Corey in his burlap sack and he goes, uh, his class quote or his quote is I am a human. Yeah, and he has the sack on his head. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he's really, (sighs) really, really going through it. And he says that, um, or um, I, he's like, I just, I just don't want to be here anymore. And he's like, I'm just going to collapse. Please don't lift up my oversized head. (laughs) Just like the elephant man. Yeah. And Feeny, of course, has to remind everybody that picture day is Friday. So yeah, picture day sucks. Yeah. Never, never good, honestly. No. So Um, then Corey decides that he wants to go to Mr. Cellini and ask for help. And he's like, so he, um, I want you to like help me like you helped Topanga and I will give you 75 buckaroos to make me look cute. And he says $126 today uh, for a man, for a men's haircut. That doesn't even look like he did anything. anything. Well, and the only bonus he got was a cappuccino. He's like, cappuccino for the whiny kid. Cappuccino. Cappuccino. Bada bing, bada boom, you get a cappuccino. (laughs) (laughs) It will Um, never not be fun. Like, doing the bada bing, bada boom. We love bada bing, bada boom. It's so fun. That's our only thing that brings us joy. Yeah. Uh, kind of like how Eric has no joy because he's back to the couch and he's, he's singing, singing into his singing into his cocoa puffs. Good um, looking guy. <laughs> Alan comes in. He's like, "What the heck are you doing?" And Eric says that he's a townie, but he's worse than a townie because he relies on his parents for economic support. Yeah. I didn't even buy the cereal. You bought the cereal. You bought my clothes. You did everything for me. I'm glad that he's recognizing that. It's uh. I think that's actually like the first step to realize that you you have nothing in this world. 
Yeah. Like everything that you own is owned actually by your parent parents. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because we've seen them go. We've seen the Matthews go through some financial struggles over the over the seasons, right? Like we've seen mm-hmm. where like they couldn't go on vacation. Um, we've seen especially Alan struggle with like his boss and making enough money and all of that. And they live in a nice house, but like I get the, I get this like the. the Kind of the feeling that while they're probably middle class, like they're probably like lower middle class and like they're probably living in a house that's like a bit above what they can afford. It's just the vibe I get. So it's interesting to think that like Eric is kind of just wrapping his head around the fact that like shit costs money. (laughs) Like he's had jobs before, but like it's interesting that Tommy, he doesn't have a job now. Like he's been a bag boy. He tried to model, you know, all of that and he doesn't have anything right now. Yeah, it's like he just gave up completely and, mm-hmm. like, he's just utilizing this safety net of his parents and not realizing that, like, this is a good thing that you can use to then, like, save up money yeah. and, you know, not have to pay for rent. Like, that's great, bud. Utilize that. <laughs> use that time. Mm-hmm. I wish that I knew that, though, back in the day. I didn't know that. I didn't know those lessons. I didn't understand yeah. the value of, the, of a dollar. I remember one time... I, like, had to buy my own toothbrush, and I came home, and I was, like, complaining to my dad how, like, toothbrushes cost, like, $4, and I was, like, why are toothbrushes so expensive? Like, it's ridiculous, and he, like, got irritated with me because he's, like, yeah, like, things are expensive, Sarah. Like, you know, toothbrushes are not, like, 50 cents. Like, they cost money. Like, you should, like, value what you have. Yeah. That's why we need to reuse our milk. Yeah. It all comes back to the milk. But, like, Tommy, he was sitting there for nine hours with his crusty milk. Like, it's so soggy. That's too long. It's warm. Like, cereal is purely a time game. Like, you have to eat the cereal when it's, like, wet from the milk, but not soggy from the milk, and definitely not room temperature milk. But if you're, like, a quick, you're a quick cereal eater, boom, 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 cereal's in my mouth. And then you quickly put this milk in the refrigerator. I feel like that's <laughs> enough time for it not to be. No, uh, you're gonna. Next thing we know, you're gonna start a business, and you're gonna be calling it like green milk, green, and like people are gonna be like, <laughs> okay, green milk. That seems interesting. They, what is? It's like grass fed cows, and you're like, no, it's no. just me reusing my milk. Yeah, I can it's imagine like, him like milk. packaging this all up, and like he'll eat like fruity pebbles, and the milk is like slightly rainbow tinted. You know, the cho- the cocoa puffs, it's like slightly yeah. brown. Exactly, tinted. there'd be variety. Like, it's yeah, like, oh, you want the Frosted so Flakes milk? Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. how much are you selling your green milk for? For, uh, what, what's the what's the currency we were talking about earlier? Uh, a Cinco, or $5, $50. Oh, a cent, or what was it? A half a Cino. Yeah. Half a Cino. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, half a Cino for Amazing. your green milk. Um, oh. Disgusting. So, yes, yeah, so um, uh, Eric has to, his dad makes him get up off his butt, get a job, and he pushes him out the house, still in the robe. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Daddy. We love Which, Alan. by the way, Matthew Lawrence apparently loved this line. Thank, Thank you, you Daddy. Daddy. He was very tickled by it. I got to tell you, surprisingly so, none of these people remembered anything from the show except for Matthew Lawrence. Well, he was older, so maybe that's why. Or he has a good memory. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like he actually was like a fan of the show and like the others like never watched themselves but like he knew so many details that the others did not know 
Well, maybe he watched it when he got the role. Like, he wanted to catch oh, up. And then, like, yeah. they didn't watch it because they're already in it. So we're not watching our show back. Yeah. So maybe that's why it is, is, like, he had to catch up. Yeah. Like, mm. to, like uh, Danielle Fischel was, like, um, <laughs> she was, like, did I, like, get, like, wet by the rain yet? And, like, Matthew Lawrence was, like, no, because you didn't go to fill it, like, Pittsburgh yet and, and like he had to like explain it to him in like the process of the timeline and she's like oh yeah that's true I'm like what the fuck is happening here <laughs> um so yeah we get Topanga's in the girls bathroom again she's playing with her hair and like flipping it and like you know make oofing it like you know volumizing uh, you know yeah and Sean comes out it. of the stall and he's like kind of giving her a hard time he's like you know you're one of my best friends and, you know, one of them is my other best friends going through a hard time. And um, I think he's a good looking guy, but like you're not really, I don't know, paying attention to what he's going through. And she's like, where is Corey? And Sean, like, once again, he's like not as important as where you're going to Panga. And all the time I've known you, I've never seen you even look in the mirror. You have this confidence in yourself and I really like that about you. So... She's giving her a hard time for, like, feeling herself. Yes and no. Here's the thing. I think Sean makes a good point, and Topanga kind of realizes it, too, that, like, she's so focused on herself and, more importantly, her looks that she can't even see that her own boyfriend is, like, going through it right now and going through, like, a really insecure moment. And I think tell – me, tell me if I'm wrong here. Like, I think what he's trying to point out is that, like, yeah, it's fine to feel yourself, but, like – you had a confidence that you you were so secure that like it didn't matter before and now it seems to matter like too much yeah i i agree a little bit more with that of like first of all i, I love the fact they even give to and and shauna scene together because like, yes. I, I we need more of that i like the, this this tough love that he's giving here mm-hmm. uh to her because i think it's not the the act of her uh feeling herself i think it's more of like the fact she's not privy to the fact that Corey is going something very deeply here because of, of all this. And yeah. he just needs, in the same way that he supported her in that bathroom on the couch where she cut her hair and he was like supporting her, he needed some support. And I think she just didn't see that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It, it, it does. Um, and I do like this moment they get together. I agree with you, Tommy. It's like, Especially when he's going to say something. And we've heard this before, whether or not it's true of like, oh, it's the three of us. We're best friends. And it's like, not actually really, though. Like, if you if they're going to keep telling us that these three are best friends, then give us scenes with Topanga and Sean like this, where they do have these conversations. Because otherwise, I'm going to feel like the only person keeping this threesome together is Corey. If he's not there, Sean and Topanga aren't friends. Come on now. Yeah, I don't know, like, if this really, like, ignites that. But I think, like, from this episode on, they're more seen as, like, a trio rather than, um, like... Two duos. Corey and his best friend and the girlfriend, or Corey and his girlfriend and his best friend. Like, I think from now on, they are seen as a trio. Which I like more, personally. Yeah, yeah. Because if we're going to have Topanga around, like, and we're not going to give her other friends, then, like, show us a friendship with a guy, you know? Exactly, exactly. So... Um, so yeah, basically she decides to wet her hair because that magically makes her ugly in her eyes. 
And yeah, this is so stupid. As if wetting her hair is, she's like, this isn't me, Sean. Not the Topanga I know. She turns on the sink and just wets her hair. It's like, okay, obviously she's ugly now. Like, at least scrub <laughs> the makeup off or something, you know? Like, not saying well, you I'm should, like, but. I don't even know if that's the lesson. Like, I'm like, you can stay looking good, Topanga. Like, no one's saying you have yeah. to change your look back. Just be aware of the fact that your boyfriend is concerned about yes. his looks because of this. Yeah. Right, right, right. You don't have to, like, dim your shimmer to make Corey feel better. Like, you can both I shine think it's together. Sim- it's like a symbolic gesture, but realistically, yeah. all she needed to do was, like, all right, I'm going to stop staring at the mirror all the time. Although, like, <laughs> what's so bad about staring in the mirror? Like, I'm a Leo. You think I'm going to pass a mirror and that's not look I'm into saying. it? She was feeling herself. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like. I'm a Leo. Anytime I pass a mirror, I'm looking. If I look like yeah. shit or if I look yeah. great, I'm looking in that mirror. Here, actually, Tommy, when you Zoom, who are you looking at? Uh, I look at you guys more than me, actually. Really? I, I, swear, I, I look, look at, at whoever is all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Can't. Yeah. Can't yeah. relate. Well, when I use the mirrors, I feel like. This might be a little too weird, but I, I, have you ever, like, uh, talked to yourself in the mirror? Like, it's a mirror version of yourself? Like, <laughs> what do you say? I don't like, know, like, sometimes I'll give myself up? pep talks. Yeah, sometimes Good I'll things? do pep talks. Sometimes I'll do it like he's evil. And it's like, it's like, like evil Abed going to the community. It's like, like, he's, like, talking to me. He's like, beware, Tommy. Like, I'll, be, I'll come out of here one day. Oh, oh my no. gosh, it's scary. Yeah. Oh, my. The evil only Tommy thing I've ever... Yeah, the only thing I've ever told myself in the mirror is that you're a dumb fuck, but, you know, that's not very nice <laughs> to myself. That's not the healthiest way to do it. Nope. E- Evil Tommy has never told me that yet. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, just wait until next time. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so Topanga comes running into the salon. Stop, stop, don't touch him. Yeah. Too late. I'm a fanito. Proud to say it's my best work ever. Uh, this is my not, masterpiece. He's beautiful. My, yeah. Uh, so he turns Corey around and he looks exactly the same. Literally the same. And he's like yeah. so smiley. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so silly. Yes. Um, and he's uh, it's like, you look beautiful. Oh, he's beautiful. Of course, I had to call upon all my skills and powers. Um and he's like, uh, and then she's like, I'm falling in love all over again. And they get to hold hands, Tommy. Yep. And they get to kiss. And then he yells at her and he goes, you, you wet rodent. What have you done to my work? I weep without embarrassment. <laughs> Tommy, every time that this guy spoke, I was dying. Like every time. He was time. so good. <laughs> it's funny because like this scene I really liked. Like I really liked that Corey was so confident that he looked great and Topanga yeah. was just like letting him feel himself there was like yeah like you, you do, do look, look great good, yeah. like, that was fun <laughs> and then yeah you have him come in here and yeah with this line of like as a European I weep I weep in embarrassment it's, like, <laughs> it's so much but it's I honestly would have liked to see this character come back in some aspect yeah. Yes. Some of these one char- like one episode characters we need to see again, right? Like throw oh, yeah. them all in a single episode and I would be so happy. We need like Wendy, we need a uh, KT, we need this guy, we need the Bada Bing T- guy, TK, TK sorry, yeah. what I say, KT. <laughs> yeah. Someone's been watching Greek too much. Oh yeah, the KTTs, right? No, T uh, no. What is it? What is it? They're just the KTs. They're oh, the- that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's Cap. too much. Greek yeah. life is stupid. Anyway. No. Um, I also want to be able to call someone a wet rodent. That seems like fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a go-to insult. Uh, yes. And then, of course, they kissed. But like we said, Topinga, her hair is just wet. Girl, just blow dry it. It'll be fine. You know, it's not permanent. <laughs> no. Don't do it, girl. It's, it's not worth it. It'll be fine. Oh, God. 
And then we get the end scene here, which is probably one of the better end scenes we've seen. Um, and Eric comes in. He's got a job. He's a detective. And we see like what would be like an intro to a television show that has the song he was singing. But it's like I, I don't like the polished version. I like the version Eric sings over the polished version because it's like he's a good looking guy. Good looking guy. It's like too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's running like at a, a blue screen and he's like, you know, swimming with sharks and surfing and there's pyramids <laughs> and it's um, it's it's really silly and fun. Um, but turns out he was just sleeping and he uh, Alan tells him to put down the Cocoa Puffs and get a job. And he's like, what kind of job can I get in a bathrobe at night? And uh, apparently it's not Alan's problem. Not a good job, probably. So, was the other part a dream, or is this the second time he was told to get off the couch and go get a job? Um, <laughs> we don't know. So is confused. it a dream within a dream? I told you. This is the same exact they scene just where he's like, go yourself get a job. off. Go yeah. get a job. Gotta well, get a job. Just, yeah, maybe he just has to remind him every day, because it's like, you don't want to lose that steam he got from that date where he gets lazy again. You want to be like, no, you gotta get a job until you get it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Gotta get a job. But this episode was so good. A-line, B-line, both great. Iconic moment with, uh, you know, Topanga cutting her hair off. Like, a good scene between Sean and Topanga. Like, this episode kind of had everything except for, like, a Feeny moral of the story. You know, that's probably the only thing we were missing. Yeah. yeah we got a Feeny in trouble. Like, Which is I, I always love when, like, Topanga yells at Feeny because, like, he's terrified of her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love terrified yeah. Feeny. Um, I have a couple more tidbits from the commentary, if Amazing. you let me. Yes. If you let me. So, um, apparently, the season four intro, they claimed, was the worst intro to film because I think it took a really long time. <laughs> so much so that Sean, um, Ryder Strong had to leave early. So, in the very first shot, you can only see, like, Corey leaves the house and you only see... Eric and Topanga in the car and that's because Sean had to leave early um, so he wasn't in that first <laughs> shot. I'm done with this I have to go. <laughs> yeah uh, he had to catch a flight actually uh, apparently those beds that uh, they sleep in were extremely uncomfortable and they hate they did not like sleeping in the beds hmm. um, what else? Jack um, they met Matthew Lawrence initially at Disney because Matthew Lawrence was working on some sort of like ninja show. So that's when mm. they first met him um, in the happiest show on earth when they were taping that. Interesting. Um, what else? Um, oh, this was so funny. Apparent writer strong said that the, the episode where they're filming, in the in Feeney's cabin was the worst week of his life because <laughs> they apparently like um would do a scene and they would get like no notes but like they knew they weren't doing a good job so they thought that they were going to get fired what while um while Will Friedle did not enjoy the subway episode apparently that was Yeah, a rough... neither did we Will Friedle. same page buddy same page Yeah um what else what else Oh Ryder Strong has a strong aversion to Hawaiian shirts because of how many Hawaiian shirts that he had to wear You wore a lot So he yeah. hates them Um <laughs> and the 
Um, silver necklace that Ryder Strong wears throughout the series was a gift from one of the showrunners, and he actually wears it in the majority of the episodes. Oh, and my yeah. last note is that these people know nothing, and somehow Matthew Lawrence is the only person that knows any of the any anything about anything about this show. <laughs> so see now you're making me want to do a rewatch rewatch of just the commentary. <laughs> So, like, the sad thing is is that there's not that much commentary. They mainly put it on the season one DVD. And funnily Uh. enough, even though this is a season four episode, it's on the season one DVD. So, tricky, tricky. Um, But... It was it's one of the one of the episodes. But if you want to listen to the commentary, I suggest that you do. It's very funny and it has like the whole crop of people. Also on that DVD, um, the episode they have the episode girl boy meets girl as uh, another thing to watch, um, which was a old episode. So Love it, love it. Um, I love this episode. It is so iconic and so good on a second rewatch, third rewatch. I watched this episode three times while preparing for this. Um, <laughs> so a lot of times. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, shall we get into the fashion of the hour? Absolutely. Alrighty, let me share my screen here. So, uh, first up, we are going to have, uh, obviously, Topanga Lawrence. This is the Rachel Green Award, the most 90s outfit. The first outfit I'm going to show you is her, like, feeling herself outfit. She's wearing a very short mini skirt. Like, girl, I would not be able to get away with that in high school because your fingertips are definitely longer than the length of that skirt. Daniel Official actually did comment on how short that skirt was. (laughs) There you go. Um, I was going to bring that up because, yeah, I was like, I no judgment, but I was like, yeah, the fingertip. My school would have had a field day with this outfit. Yes. Uh, so it's like kind of like a minty sea foamy green mini skirt with like a collared top of the same color. Over top of that is like a darker blue uh, jacket. And the shirt is like silky as is the like the whole outfit is kind of like satiny silky. It's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. And then she has on like, would you call this like a loafer, Sarah? Yeah, like a that's a loafer. loafer. Yeah. Yeah. So what, Sarah, what do you think of this outfit? I mean, I I just want to know, like, is she trying to go for the businesswoman special? Like, she's always trying <laughs> to wear her blazers. Like, she's always, like, so professional looking in high mm-hmm. school. Um, I feel like she's trying to be high fashion. It's actually not my favorite Topanga look that we've seen. But in terms of 90s, the big lapels are 90s, the long blazer is 90s satin is very 90s mm-hmm. checks um, the boxes yeah so it checks all of the 90s boxes uh tell me what do you think about this outfit yeah i mean i think it's not one of her best outfits but i do like the look it feels very professional it feels very like if you're trying to go for like i'm now glammed up watch out gotta go to the mall uh i feel like this is the outfit you would probably pick i like the color uh mm-hmm. but uh you know it's a nice outfit Jess, is this the um, outfit that she bought at the mall after she left the salon? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Hello, but I am so at the mall. 
Um, <laughs> next up, we have uh, Corey in his. Oh gosh, this is the outfit with Topanga when Topanga chops her hair off. He's wearing the lightest of denim jeans with a black belt. Tucked into that is like a gosh, I don't even know. It's like a salmony terracotta-y orange polo that's tucked in. Um, and his hair, of course, is like that, that inside-out marshmallow <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of. Tommy, what do you think of this outfit? Yeah, I don't know if his hair looks worse because of the outfit, because I think it brightens up everything else. Because, yeah, I, I don't love this shirt. First of all, it's like a polo, but then he's got, like, really long. I feel like that's long sleeve for a polo. Maybe that's, like, a 90s It's, like, thing, too far yeah. down. It should be, like, half the length that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not not a great look from Corey, in my opinion. Yeah, this th- he looks like he sells calculators in this picture. <laughs> um, so, it, yeah, this, like, orangey color is, like, very interesting. Orange Sherber. It's, um, not it's right. definitely a look. It, he it has it tucked in. The pants are very light. Like, it's, uh, it's an interesting look. I don't think that he's getting any Topangas in this outfit. Definitely not post-haircut Topangas. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, up for the Rachel Green Award, I have, speaking of Hawaiian shirts, I have Sean Hunter. Um, this is when he goes to sit in the bathroom with Corey. Uh, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, lots of reds and greens and whites and grays in it. Underneath, of course, is a white t-shirt. And he's, as always, wearing his black denim pants with black shoes. Sarah, what did you think of this outfit? Not it, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt with angelfish on it. Like what? Um, but I, I didn't tell those were angelfish. Those are legit angelfish. <laughs> now, they were yeah. Like so I. But like it's a nice Hawaiian shirt, and I feel like he sacrificed many years of his life with the Hawaiian shirts mm-hmm. for us. So how can I be mad? Uh, Tommy, what do you think about this? Now, I am biased, because I love a good Hawaiian yeah. shirt. <laughs> Most days, you can see me with a Hawaiian shirt on. Uh, I don't have one with, with angel fish on it, so I feel like I need to get that now. But uh, I think it's a, it's a nice look. Like, it's like, it's classic Sean. Mm-hmm. Like, Sean is always in button downs. He's always in, in like, flashy, like, outfits, like, with the colors and the angel fish. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's a Sean outfit. Yeah, yeah, it definitely it definitely gives you that Sean Hunter vibe. Uh, so, what outfit are you all thinking of awarding the uh, the Rachel Green Award to? I don't know how you're feeling, Tommy, but I want to give it to like Sir Angelfish. I think so too. It feels yeah. the most ninety, like not even just like a good outfit. Like it does feel more nineties than the other ones to me. That classic, like Jimmy Buffett, like vibe. I don't know. It's nineties probably. Yeah, I could see Jimmy uh, yeah. being 90s. Margaritaville. If yeah. anybody wants to get me a um a wedding gift, please, please, please send me a Margaritaville machine, um, a marg <laughs> a margarita margarita. I really, really, really want one. It will be on my registry. Please, um, please find oh it, and buy it for me. Or if Mr. Jimmy Buffett wants to send it one to me, I I'm I sure will he wants appreciate to. it. Yeah. I want to yeah. go to Margaritaville. Um, on to the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. 
First up, we have Topanga. This is the infamous outfit she's wearing when she chops her hair off. Um, we have a blue trouser that's very high-waisted, pretty fitted, except it kind of like flares out at the bottom. What looks to be some type of like a, either a wedge or a chunky high heel. And then she has on a, gosh, what color is this? Kind of like a light lime, lime green. Yeah. yeah. With a pattern. It has lapels, but it is knotted. Um, so it is cropped and knotted at the front. Front. And then I also had to take a picture with her backpack just because, girl, look at this organization. She has so many freaking pencils. She has scissors. She has like highlighters, like anything and everything you could ever want in your bag. Topanga Lawrence has it for you. I, I love it. She even has a T-square. I am so jealous of this little like utensil bag it's yes. so cute this outfit is everything i really really like it i think that she looks adorable i think it's timeless because these shirts were first like made popular in like the 40s yeah. i think and it, they come back and back and, and they back. Come back we're never yeah. done with cropped no no also um i do want to say one other fun fact um, yes, Topanga had to have her janked up, janked up hair, like half cut for a few days. So she like would go to dinner oh, with gosh, like, her hair half awful. cut because it took it took a few days to like, you know, cover all the scenes and move forward within the script. So yeah. she lived with like this like haircut for for a bit. I think um, I'd have to do a mussy bun just so I wouldn't notice it as much, you know. I, I, I honestly don't know what she did. Uh, Tommy, what do you think about this outfit from Topanga? This is the outfit I like better from her in this episode. This is like it's fun. It's 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 very like it's it's less like a businesswoman in high school. It's more like all right, I'm actually maybe a high schooler. Uh, it's got the, the the pants is very clean cut, but then the top you got the green and it's it's cropped, so it feels a little more playful. I love it. Yeah, it's adorable. I think it's a good look. It's less like businesswoman. It's more fun businesswoman. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like gets drink, goes to Margaritaville on a Friday. Yeah, yes. and I think it looks really cute with the new haircut when she gets it. Like I, I agree. like the layers. I think it looks really good. Um, yeah, when she said this hair with this outfit, I was like, I don't. I, to me, I think it looks fine. Like, I do I like too. This hair with this outfit. Yeah. Um, and last up, I picked Eric in his gray on gray uh, sweatsuit type of outfit. He's wearing a gray t-shirt with gray shorts and a emerald green bath terry cloth bathrobe with black socks. This is, let me tell you, this is timeless because we've all been here. We've all been at this moment in our lives. And that's why I felt it was timeless when you just feel the need to eat Cocoa Puffs out of a giant mixing bowl on your couch. This is relatable content. Tommy, what do you think? Yeah, sorry. Uh, it, it is. I mean, it's. I is it a great outfit? <laughs> probably not. You shouldn't probably leave your house in the middle of the night in it. But it is a timeless look. Mm -hmm. Is anybody concerned of like how thin that bathrobe is? It doesn't look very luxe. It looks like it feels a little scratchy. Yeah, and it might have like some holes in it because it's very warm, worn, not warm. Uh, it doesn't look warm. That's the issue. Yeah. Um, I think that this is a crusty bathrobe. Um, doesn't look very comfy. Uh, the sweat, the sweats, pants, and matching shirt seem interesting. Um, black socks are always the right choice. I think I like, you know, I like a black sock. 
But in terms of who our winner is today, for me, it's clear cut. I would like to give it to Topanga, Tommy. Yes, no, maybe so. It's hard because Jess did give me with like, Eric's is timeless. Uh-huh. But I do love Topanga's outfit I more. I mean, you can choose whatever. You don't have to I'm, go by me because Jessica's the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to Eric then. I, she convinced me with the timeless thing. I think oh. they got me. All right. All right. I get to break the tie. Yeah, Jessica, you get to break break the tie. It's always exciting when this happens. This is very tough because. It doesn't happen very often. I think, I think like if you're asking me who's, I think I'm with Tommy. I think if you're asking me what outfit I like better, I think I like Topanga's outfit better. But any day, any decade, you could find someone dressed like Eric. So I think I'm going to go with Tommy and I'm going to give it to Eric. Well, this is this an is an upset. It is an it's upset. an upset. I got to tell you, there is not many a time where Topanga is up for a fashion award and she yeah. loses against somebody. So, um, wow. It's rare. It's very rare. I had rare. to go team save the milk, you know. <laughs> team <laughs> milk. Oh, <laughs> no. Gosh, no, no, no. Um, Oh, gosh, not the milk. (laughs) Tommy, do you have any other thoughts on this episode? No, I really loved it. It it was a really fun episode, and and getting to talk to you guys about it was a blast. Uh, The last time, I I just knows this, but you guys got me to rewatch the whole series. uh, I was so obsessed with it after after podcasting about with you guys. And then I ended up... And this is funny because I listened to the last week where so you said, I, I hope we never made it watch Girl Meets World. I watched all of Girl Meets oh, World after no, watching Girl no. Meets World. Oh, Tommy, no. <laughs> what happened, boo? I know. Who hurt me? I don't know. Oh, no. Is it as bad as we say? Yeah. There's a couple bright spots, but overall, it, it's just trying to be Boy Meets World. Yeah, never, that's the thing. It re, like, don't reinvent the wheel. Just, like, make a true sequel, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not into it. Well, I'm happy that you rewatched Boy Meets World because I do think like I'm really excited to go through season four. And I think, Tommy, you were saying to me today that like you think season four is the best season of the show. I think it's the best high school season. Okay. I don't I'd have to reevaluate the college to really think of any of the colleges trumpet. But I do think it is. If you look at the episodes, yeah. I mean, some of the most iconic episodes of Boy Meets World ever are in this season. Yeah. So. No, I'm really excited to finish covering it. Like, we just started, and I'm already, like, and I already really liked the premiere and this episode. Yeah. So it gets me really jazzed. Like, I already feel, I'm feeling way better about this season than I was the season before, you know? Yeah, the rankings are going to be savage this year. They are. This year, this this season. (laughs) This year, too, but yeah. Yeah, this year. (laughs) Yeah. We actually, um, we did the math, and by the time we get to season five, it's, like, officially like our first boy meets world podcast in 2022 is the first episode of season five yeah so yeah we we'll will finish the series by by the end of next by year. the end of the, this year so wow. yeah um so yes this year this is the, this the rankings year. this year will be crazy so yeah um tommy what 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 are you up to? Where can we find you? What are you doing? Who are you? Hey, <laughs> who are you? Uh, hey, I am uh, Tommy uh, Cellini. Uh, <laughs> this is my social media. social media. You can't go on Facebook. It's down. But here's my Twitter. <laughs> yeah, my Twitter. It's uh, Tommy's Tidbits because I, I give you the tidbits of information you never knew you needed. And so uh, you can find me there. I, I podcast. I'm around. Uh, I podcast uh, Declassified Survival Guide podcast where I discuss 
middle school experiences, talking about the show Ned's Declassified, and then I have Stark Wars, where I cover all the Marvel and Star Wars content that Netflix, or did Netflix, Disney has been giving us with my good friend Michael O'Rear. Uh, so if you want to check those out, check them out. Yeah, I've been getting my way through Ned's Declassified. It's really funny. I've like seen the show like maybe one or two episodes here or there in my entire life. And I just like it for the stories. Like, it brings me back to those days of, like, middle school, like, mm. Backpack Girl. Like, I am all in Justice for the for hot goss on Backpack Girl. Like, it is the thing I look forward to most when I listen to the podcast. So listen to it, because it's really entertaining. I'm really enjoying myself. <laughs> love it. Love it. Middle school is... A time in it a is life a time. that happened. Yeah. Um, so for us, we are doing some spooky content for Halloween. We um, recorded Halloween Town 2. Um, it will be coming out this coming Saturday, the 9th. Make sure you tune in. Uh, Jessica and I, we... I'm talking about feeling yourself. Like we had so much fun on that podcast. We, I don't know what it is and laughs we lose and ourselves laughs. on some of these. I think it's the bonus content, or maybe it's just Halloween Town because we did the same thing. On the first <laughs> we, you uh, know, it's spicy. <laughs> it's probably like our most cracked out podcast where we're just laughing the entire time so about fun, Halloween Town. So much fun. Watch those like, movies on Disney Plus because they're a riot. They really are. <laughs> like not in. They're not the best movies ever very much obviously but they're really funny to watch <laughs> yeah very funny to talk about mm-hmm. um later this month we are doing interview with the vampire with sarah carradine super super fun we've never seen it before um make sure you catch us on twitter and instagram at shit 90s pod our website www.shit90spod.com you can always email us shit 90s pod at gmail.com um aside from that we have our regular Dawson's Creek content. We are taking a week off. Uh, and um, in the interim, we are doing a, a surprise. So if you want to mm-hmm. check out something a little bit different from us, you know, keep your eyes open for our social media, assuming Instagram is back up and yeah, what's running. Yeah, with that? Is it still down today? <laughs> yeah, so like Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger are all run by the same company. It's like, so girl, I got stuff to do. Like, can you get your shit working? Down. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I think it's back up. It looks uh, like it might be back uh, up. Uh, so this is going to be a very outdated joke and nobody will... <laughs> You know where you were. You know where we were when Facebook went down. (laughs) Do you know where you were when Facebook went down? Oh, wait. It Um, might still be down. It might still be down. Oh, no. Oh, no. So you can catch me at Sarah Ferguson on uh, Twitter only because Twitter's uh, kicking it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can catch me at the Just Sterling. As always, I'm over on Community Building at Post Show Recaps. And then newly just coming out, uh, Succession. Check me out there with Grace and Josh. Uh, season three is coming out on HBO on October 17th. Check it out if you haven't, if that's a show that interests you. It's really, really well done. It is like completely the opposite of like Boy Meets World, but also very much my shit. And go check that out because it's going to be a fun ride as well. Yeah. I do want to plug um, one more thing. Okay. Um, Back in the day, uh, like a few months ago, I went on to the Boy Meets World Fever podcast and we did like a D&D style art 
RPG, I don't know. RPG. Yep. RPG. Yep. And um, the reason why I bring that up in this episode is because the setting was surrounded around the uh, good-looking guy detective agency. Yes. So it was very themed with this episode. And it was a very fun podcast. We were on with Chance and Cameron from Boy Meets World Fever as well as um, another Boy Meets World podcast, Boy Meets Girl Boy... Boy meets world, me- boy meets girl meets world. Yes, is yeah. that it? Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was so much fun. And um, check that out. It's uh, you can find it on Boy Meets World Fever's uh, thread. And um, yeah, because that was super. Uh, anything else, Jess? No, I think that's it. Thank you so much, Tommy, for coming on yet again. We love having you here. It's, yes. it's so much fun to talk Boy Meets World with you. So yes. we'll have to get you back yes. sometime either for the next season of Boy Meets World or maybe like a bonus podcast or something. We'll work something out. Hey, I already have my theme song. I'll play it. You guys can <laughs> come get the mustaches. Look for the mustaches. Amazing. We'll have guy. to find something milk oriented for you to come on and talk about. <laughs> cursed. It's cursed. Green milk, everybody. No. Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Have a good one, everybody. Just Shit 90 shows taught me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.